Right now, we get to sit down, have a great catch-up with um, a leading lady. She is a, a multi-award-nominated South African television, film, and theatre actress. She's also quite a prominent media personality. I mean, beautiful Instagram page, but she does wonderful things on screen. So many of us know her as um, Iris from Isibaya. And you'll also remember her as Zanella on Jacob's Cross. And during her time living in the U.S., she starred in a number of features. There was one called What to Bring to America, where she played an Ethiopian lady. Um, and uh, uh, another one, uh, Good Luck, or rather Luck, was called Luck alongside Dustin Hoffman. Um, so she's had a, a great time over the years in becoming the uh, formidable actress that she is today. But towards the end of July in Pretoria, there was um, uh, an announcement that would, that was made at the official residence of the ambassador of Japan. That's Ambassador Shigeyuko Hiroki. And um, he announced that my Friday profile, Mampo Brescia, was the first ever brand Japan ambassador for South Africa. So we sit down with her today to explore what this means. Hello, Mampo. Hi, Aza, how are you? Fine, thank you. The last time we spoke, it was all about business because you were going into the toy business. Yeah. And yeah. now you are an ambassador bridging relations between our country and the land of the rising sun. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you very much. It's sure. Quite exciting and um an immense responsibility, yeah. you know, um, but really such a tremendous opportunity. So but what does a role like this mean? Well, um, I, I know a lot of people are like, what is that? What is yes. this? But um, basically, I was selected by the government of Japan to help them in bridging the gap between South Africa and Japan. Mm -hmm. So they would like to sort of further their interests in terms of um, po poverty alleviation, um, you know, social justice, education, um Yes, and, and, and for South Africans to sort of enrich themselves and immerse themselves in getting to know Japanese culture. Okay. It's, you know, it's such a faraway land and it's kind of like this mystery around Japan. And I've had so, such a fascination and a love of Japan for a very long time. Yeah. Just haven't gotten around to go in there, but yes. It is quite an incredible place. You spent some time there. I did. I did. I studied Two there. years? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At Soko University. I was the recipient of the Vitz University Exchange Program. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to go and further my studies there. What was it like? This is what, in the uh, 2000? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was thrilling yet scary. It was difficult, <laughs> <laughs> challenging to say the least. But um, it Why though? Oh, firstly, you, you get to this amazing country that is like nothing you've ever imagined mm -hmm. um you're both blind deaf and dumb because you can't read you can't speak you don't understand a word that anyone says yeah so you are sinking or you swim mm -hmm. um and you walk into the first day uh, of your, your university and they're like here are three alphabets that you have to know by tomorrow and you're like oh my goodness what is this i've never <laughs> seen it before yeah. <laughs> and why so um, so it's, it, in that, in that regard, it was pretty scary, but, um, it kind of really cultivates this discipline mm. and, um, a certain strength in you that, you know, you realize like you can achieve, mm -hmm. you can do whatever you put your mind to, mm -hmm. and it builds a tenacity that is, um, you know, a force to be reckoned with. You know, I can relate a lot to that in a, not, 
in a land where you can't speak the language and have to learn the language. Yeah. But it is a tenacity that um, is instilled in you when you leave your comfort zone. Right. Left to go and live in the UK for three years. Mm-hmm. Taking care of yourself, it's a complete culture shock. You are uh, uh, literally at the mercy of you know, your, your environment, own, your, your, your environment yeah. and everything depends on whether or not uh, what you're trying to put together happens, whether you get that job exactly. or whether you create a good enough impression for you to be given that job as the barmaid so you can pay for your, for your bed set, exactly. your little flat somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But it does do that. Mm-hmm. It just, it toughens you. It really does. It builds you and it, it, it shows you what you're made of. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, you can take on the world because I went there really at, um, you know, impressionable young girl who had all these ambitions and dreams and so forth and not realizing that life in life you really need to work hard that things don't just happen mm-hmm. you know um so you have to apply yourself you have to be dedicated um so it does it, it really helps with instilling that type of discipline absolutely but there was a lot of fun i'm sure as well no uh, of course definitely <laughs> like what what were you doing what did you learn oh gosh the shopping let me just start there absolutely amazing it's almost like steam coming out of your ears you're so excited to oh. go because there's it's so plentiful it's so diverse it's absolutely if you're a shopaholic which i am um, so I would literally starve so that I could save money in order to go shopping. <laughs> well, some of us were starving just to pay London rent. <laughs> you were busy shopping. Right. So um, that that in itself, I mean, also just the landscape, discovering Japan. I've, I'd always been so fascinated by the stories of the samurais and ninjas and so forth. Um, and you go into the old cities and you see how it's still preserved. Um, it's it's just really just stunning and magnificent. There's a lot of intrigue and mystery about Japanese culture. Yeah. Um, it's quite rich. And then you see how people have a reverence for it, but also incredibly polite. Yes. Yes. We're friendly. No, no, we're not polite, but we're friendly as yeah. South Africans. Yeah. <laughs> just describe this, <laughs> level, this, this politeness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, firstly, just... Um, bowing when you greet someone um there's this level of hierarchy in terms of how you speak and it's divided in the language it's you know it's quite specific in the language how you address your teacher or somebody who's you know respected within society how you address your friends boys and girls how they talk to each other it's very specific in the language mm-hmm. um i mean getting there people you know would invite you over to their houses and I'm a perfect stranger, yeah. but because they just wanted to be welcoming and, and, and polite because mm. that's the right thing to do. There is no no in the language of Japanese because you don't say no. Wow. You know, um, we were taught in class that your ikin, which is uh, an opinion, is the same as that person's opinion. So you don't, you know, you don't, no one has you're, a not, right yeah, you're not forceful with your opinion and you're not, mm. you know. So yes, it's extremely polite, That's which incredible. is which is good because you learn you learn there's there's a sense of humility and and um humanity around that and you respect everyone that you come across. Mm. How's your Japanese these days? Gosh, everybody keeps asking me that. And it's, <laughs> because it's you're frightful. coming over in, in September. It's so frightful. It's understand it would be understandable because it's been years. It's been, it's years. been years. It's been years. Uh I mean, you know, uh <laughs> I keep saying like it's it's 
um, oh, what? I'm going to sit and, 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 and sort of like, you know, get back into it, hit the books so that I'm not completely ignorant when I get there and, you know, lost in translation. Yes. Yeah, so so I, it's I still to, there. It's still there. It's but still there because, need some yeah, you know, I've kept, reviving. I've kept relationships with the, with the Japanese community. And when I, when I got back from Japan, I worked for Mainichi Shimbun. Uh, which is a Japanese correspondent paper, a uh, newspaper. So I did get to keep it up. Um, but you know, if you don't practice, it kind of dwindles. So, um, so I'm going to get, get back into it. Yes. I, I have to. I don't have a choice. But you said that with such ease. I was still trying to still make, is that the sort of, oh, it's Japanese. You know what also helps is being, cause I love Japanese music. So, uh-huh. Listening to it a lot helps you remember words and, mm-hmm. and, and intonation and accent and stuff like that. So, oh, beautiful, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. But congratulations. I think you're going to be on quite the adventure, but you're going in September. I am. What yeah. about Sakura? I hope I said that right. This yes, Cherry Blossom Festival. Cherry Blossom Festival. It's over because that's in mm, spring. Mm. Um, I, I had to choose this time period because it's not so super hot. Okay. And they're going into autumn mm-hmm. which is lovely the weather is just beautiful um i mean japan is beautiful throughout you know um and i remember being traumatized through the 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 rainy months because i had to learn how to ride a bicycle with an umbrella oh wait wait you're riding a, a bicycle yes whilst holding your umbrella. whilst holding my umbrella and being able to talk on the phone no <laughs> yes and be like mush so I was like, just say, can I just walk this time and <laughs> and get on the Shinkansen and and you know the metro and the buses? Yeah. I'm not trying to be yes. <laughs> staring, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> raining. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. So in September we'll be able to watch your travels. Yes. We'll kind of get to experience it with you digitally. Right. That's right. beautiful. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. I haven't been back since I was there, which is oh. almost 20 years, I think. Whew. Giving away my age. Yeah. That's incredible, Mampo. Yeah. Full circle moments are just so fantastic. Mm -hmm. So is that why your friends called you Dragon? Why my friends call me Dragon? Is there any relation (laughs) to this part of your life? I mean, that's funny because it it could be. But no, um, you know, when we live as actors, we live in a movie. And our minds are always about this world that doesn't exist here that we create in our heads and yes. when we're doing acting exercises and so forth we create personalities in order to be able to engage in a particular role and mm-hmm. how to move from one life into another and i guess to them i was that that dragon that ethereal and mystical creature that yes yeah that I- came out Let's go into this um, acting mm-hmm. because you play Iris. Yes. You've c- talked about how much you love Iris, that mm-hmm. you don't judge her. She's nothing like you. Yeah. But ultimately, you have great respect for her. It's a great role on Isibaya, you know? So playing this kind of love to hate her yeah. character, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where do you go? I mean, first of all, it's fun. Because you don't get to be that in real life. Mm. So you let loose. <laughs> and all the inhibitions, all the things, the moralities that we're tied by and restricted by because of societal archetypes, you they're gone. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about her. Because she has no 
limits. She has no boundaries. She has this crazy sense of freedom to do whatever she wants to do when she wants to do. Are you still in love with her after all these years? I am. So I'm intrigued by her. Yeah, because because she's so dynamic. You know, she's just not she's not one dimensional. Um, so yeah, it it gives me a lot to sort of play off because yeah. there's no one person who's completely evil or completely crazy or you know uh there there's a lot to a person so uh she gives me a lot to play with yeah well i was about to say well maybe they are actually maybe they are are. are. i I haven't met them yeah but besides your acting um Mm. you are in business Mm -hmm. and of course you are a mother and a wife yeah people meet in all sorts of places but you met your husband in a gym Uh, yeah i did when I used to go to the gym. <laughs> I mean, I still try, but, mm. you know, it mm. gets, it, it gets crazy. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I would love for him to tell the story because he says I walked in and like the world stopped. And he knew that if he did not talk to me, he would regret it for the rest of his life. Oh, my. So he did. He took the plunge and he came and he spoke to me and the rest is history. It was kind of like a whirlwind affair. Everything really happened pretty quickly. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the world stopped when you walked in. I know. Isn't that cute? <laughs> but you knew on the first date that he would yes. be your husband. Yeah. That at least it balances out. Right. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. balances out. So yeah. and 14 years, years later. 14. Yeah. 14. Gosh. That's amazing. Congratulations. It's a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's dealt with my... What? My, Neuroses. Yes. My, my, my obstinate nature, my everything, my double and triple personalities. Uh, I, you know, I, I got to take my Who are they? Who are they? Guy. These personalities. Oh my gosh. And it's it just like seasonal. Who's here you know. today? Today is um, happy, go lucky, kind of like, oh, it's Friday, my boy, you uh-huh, know, uh-huh. And, and chilled, you know, there's nothing I'm worried about. I'm not, you know, I'm not wearing a different hat. I'm just me. Mm-hmm. You know? And well, then the other two or three? Geez, they, they, they interchange. It's, it depends on the season and the day. Sometimes I walk in and I'm just like a dragon, you know, and he doesn't know. Do I, do I, do I talk to her? Do I, oh, do I just let her be? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, he's, he's pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah, so. so did you also, um, go into the Baha'i faith? Because uh, I, I remember years ago, yeah. I was invited to, uh, be a program direct, director for yes. an event that they had. That. Mm-hmm. that was my introduction to the Baha'i faith. Yes. Um, and, it was it was just so eye opening. I'd never I hadn't even been aware. I'd driven past um we don't call it a church. What is it? It's a center. The center. Yeah. Driven past the center a couple mm-hmm. of times, but actually didn't know much about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean for me I I think I'm a spiritual being and I believe that your journey with your maker is very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh so mm-hmm. I've never I mean yeah, I was raised Christian and I went to a Catholic school and I I was at Rhema for a while and being introduced to the Baha'i faith through my husband is what you like how you say it. It's very eye opening, but it's also spiritually opening. Mm. And um, it just for me, it's about lessons and evolution and growth. So the more you know, you know, you don't know. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I've I've obviously been very intrigued and interested by by the faith and wanting to learn more about it. Um, but I would say that my journey is just a very personal, mm-hmm. personal one with with my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, still sticking to what 
how you've shaped it, how you define it. Yeah, yeah. Cultivating your own sense of identity when it comes to spirituality. Yes, yes. I vaguely remember, I was trying to remember exactly and be clear about growing up and where our paths have crossed. But I struggled. I struggled with that. I couldn't pinpoint it. That's the thing. Couldn't pinpoint it because we're somewhat peers. Mm. Um, and also I, from you Soweto. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. You know, uh-huh. so I was trying to kind of pinpoint it, but it never became clear. Mm-hmm. But you also a product of Soweto. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Orlando West, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I hail from. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it, we, I think we grew up in a very tumultuous time where there were always these riots and stayaways. So yes. I was often not home and then I was back home. I had very strict parents who were so uh, focused on education and they didn't want me in the streets. Uh, I was never really allowed to go play. Oh, you were those. Yeah, you know, and I had books for days. I had to sit and read because my mom was just like, this is how you get smart. And mm-hmm. she was right. I'm glad she enforced that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of missed out on um, that that childhood of, you know, growing up in Soweto. I mean, I suck at those because when my parents went home. And this, that's how I got this scar. What happened? Uh, uh, you know, my, my parents were going out uh, on a dinner date and I had just gotten my bike and I was like, yes, this is the opportunity. This is the time. I'm going to go ride the streets. I'm going to find everybody and be like, hey, I exist, you know. <laughs> And, um, yeah, because I was so, you know, I had no idea what also where to is wrong beyond the borders of my home mm. or my street. Ah, mm. Hashem flew of from bike. my bike into a thorn bush and came home bleeding, tried to hide it from my parents, got the hiding of my life. And it just never got stitched up. And now it's a reminder of like, hey, once I was brave, once I defied, <laughs> I defied those people. <laughs> I did it. It's a reminder of your bravery. Uh, there's so much resonance. I recall as well, I had roller skates. My siblings had roller skates. Then they graduated to bikes. And when they graduated to bikes, I got roller skates. Oh. And my sister and I were fighting because she didn't want to give me a ride on her bike for us to go visit my grandmother. Okay. And so in the bathroom, we're having this fight and I in the, one of the bedrooms. And then I turned around and walked into the little door thing oh, that wow. hangs, that, that um, yes, sticks that out on the yeah. door frame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also we rushed to the mirror. So I have this cut on my forehead, yeah, just like you. Is, yeah. It never got stitched up. Yeah. It healed wide open. My mom got home, asked what happened because I was the baby. I was the, the youngest. What happened? What was going on here for, the, for her to get injured like that? Then we explained and everything. And she said, you should have just put the plaster so it could close, oh. you know, and be a thinner scar yeah. and not the way it is the now. Right. Now you look like a tomboy. You know, Scarface <laughs> Yeah. Um, but just this whole thing of having bicycles riding through the township and I could see it. It was so thrilling and, you know, it. especially because we were, you know, we weren't allowed to do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, it was like, you oh, weren't ours. But then you'd find these guys in the streets. <laughs> That's the thing, you know. <laughs> so. Wow. And it was a time. What an, an incredible time. Absolutely. Mm. Just the other day, Eusebius yeah. was actually reflecting on the fact that there's just so many complexities with being, having been a township child who went to school in the suburbs. So many. And how so many things are just brought into sharp focus. 
um, how people perceive you, how they end up perceiving themselves because there you are having Absolutely. access to better education. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and just some of the, even the conversations. And, and there was like this sense of identity crisis at some point, you know, because I went to a school where we weren't allowed to speak our home language, mm-hmm. which is quite preposterous if you think about it. And so you come home and then you're, you're in this other world that it created even, you know, friction with my, Older siblings because they were just like, you know, you're home now. But you, you know, you don't know how to be two people mm. as a kid and you're quite impressionable. So you want to excel at school and you want to you, uh, impress your teachers and so forth. So you, you abide by the mm. rules and you don't. So you don't even, you don't practice your home, which is, for me, I'm like that, that frustrated me the most. In um, hindsight, right? Yeah. As we see it Absolutely. and how it frustrated us then. Uh, yeah. Are you, pl- are there plans for you to go back to the States? Because things have changed, you know, it's the Wakanda era. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, old and I want to create a sense of stability for her. I wanted to have uh, an identity of Africa and mm. Africanism. Mm. So, because your husband has Italian heritage, my husband is Italian, mm-hmm. and he obviously wants that too for her to to have a sense of Italian culture and and identity. So we, you know, we've traveled to Italy a couple of times and met his family on that side, so that she has that sense of you know identity too. Um, the United States of America. I don't know if I want to go when while Trump is still, you know, uh, running the show. I okay. don't know about that. Right. But it's not an open-ended thing, okay. you know. Um, I feel like life is such an adventure, and there's a time for everything. Right. So, but you're also using what you studied through. I guess those skills are coming in handy with this ambassadorship. Yeah. You studied international relations, got your I masters, did, yeah. and yeah. look at it now. Yeah. No, no, not masters. Geez, I wish I had what? my masters. It's a, a, a BA degree. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I. See. See, yeah. I thought in Soku, that's what you... Honours. Honours, yeah. honours, my bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it really helps in, in, this, in the diplomatic sense and, and political arena. Uh, I mean, I'll be also going to... I'll be attending the tourism um, conference. So, at least I won't be completely stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have your stiff gates. <laughs> I have my stiff gates, you know. I am Mambela. The real deal yeah, even yeah, from that side, yeah, too. Yeah, you know. Well, Mampo, all of the best to you, your beautiful family, oh, your stunning you. daughter, Rain. Oh, gosh. Yes. Thank you so much. Light of my life. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for Are having me. Are you guys going to adopt it anymore? Or is this? Um, my husband really wants to. Um, but. I'm a little selfish, you know, and I feel my heart is just so in love with this little creature. I find it kind of difficult to, I don't know. I'm, it's also not an, a closed yes, thing. So yes. it might happen again. Um, because I, I, you know, I, I often say that you can't rationalize with not loving a child that is already here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a scary thing. Like love is such a scary thing, yeah. especially the love of a child. It's, it's uncharted waters, you know, mm-hmm. and they, yeah, it's, yeah. Not sure if you want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The nappy thing and the sleepless again. nights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been fantastic. All of the best. Thank it was you. great to lay eyes on uh, this brand, Japan Ambassador for South Africa. And let's see, let's see, because many of us do want to go and check it out. Come. All come. of the best, Mampo. Yay. That Thank was you. Mampo Brescia, our Friday program.